The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's from Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6. This is the Essential Bible Studies podcast. My name is Tim Young. I'm Stephen McFarlane, back again. Back again. Welcome back, Stephen. And I've been waiting to go through this subject with you because it is just so powerful. I mean, I think our listeners have been waiting as well, <laughs> given how we left last week. Yeah. We were looking at Exodus 33, where Moses was face to face with God, having this conversation, and Moses was pleading with God that he might know his ways, that he might find grace in his eyes, that God would go with them to the promised land. And we saw how Moses pleaded with God that he would show him his glory. We talked about how that glory was associated with God's name, because that's how God responded to him. He says, I will proclaim my name before you. And then we talked about how God then says, well, nobody can see my face and live when I do this. All my goodness will pass before you, but you cannot see my face and live. And we talked about that contradiction mm. that was there and how you really have to understand this in the aspect of how angels manifest God. And what Moses was really talking face to face with an angel, but that angel fully represented God mm-hmm. himself and that angels can show forth this glory that would obliterate a man if it was fully let out. We can think about that through this passage, that it's really an angel that Moses is talking about, a supreme, very important angel that's going to proclaim the name of God. But I don't think that diminishes it from it at all, because the angels are the very mouthpiece of God and have that authority or as you brought up last week from Exodus 23, they have the very name of God mm. in them. And so you're not to rebel against this angel because this angel is doing my work, right? And so they, they fully represent God. And so now we're going to go up the mountain, aren't we, Steve? We're going to stand in the cliff of the rock with Moses. <laughs> with Moses. It's and, an amazing, amazing passage to consider. Yeah. It's helpful to put your mind there. And to just think about what Moses would have been experiencing and going through. Oh, it's so helpful. And we felt the same thing last week going through this. There's a lot of thinking that goes on in our minds as we read through these passages. As we start to really appreciate and understand the qualities of God. I think that's what we're going to look at. And that's what you read to open up this podcast together. You know, it's interesting. Just to start right from the beginning in verse 6. Because you read there, it said the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord. And this is something you've already gone through. Right. You've already gone through the memorial name that was done all the way back in Exodus chapter 3. And it's interesting because, you know, you look here and we see that this is the purpose of God was really to manifest himself in power. Moses was asking to see the glory of God. And yet we're going to read through a little bit about the character of God here. It's not manifest in what he destroys. It's going to be manifest in what he saves and how we can now put on the same quality and and character of God. And I've always liked, you know, Romans 1 verse 16, where Paul says that the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation. So this is all about God saving. And you brought up last week, Tim, about God manifestation. Yeah. About putting on these qualities and these characteristics 
of God. And so God is trying to save those who can put on this same character, who can manifest these qualities that we're going to look at together in depth. And so I think that to me is the thrust of the importance of these verses. Because if we can do this, there's an incredible salvation that God is trying to drive us towards and and draw us to. But we have to understand the qualities and the character of God first. Yeah. And so you have to come to Exodus 34 and verse 6. Oh, yeah. We have to know him, just like Moses wanted to know him and to see his glory. This is it. This is God's glory. I think it's interesting that the very first characteristic you read was merciful. It's the very first one. Right. There's, there's five of them, right? Yep. Merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, or mm. in other translations, that's mercy and mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. 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 So the first one's merciful. Obviously, that's it's there for a reason. This is actually the very first use of this Hebrew word in the Bible. Oh. And it's used 13 times. It'll come up 13 times if you were to. We've already gone through that in season one of the podcast. The use of of other tools as we read through the Bible. It means compassion, loving mm-hmm. kindness, tenderness, and it's the leading attribute of God. I think there's something to yeah. There's something to that. It's the very first attribute. It's the leading attribute of God that He is compassionate. He has tenderness, loving kindness. He is merciful. And you know, when, when I looked at this word, I saw that it went back to this idea of the womb, like the compassion mm-hmm. that a parent has toward its child. That's how deep this is, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's right right in the gut. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting, right? When you, you look at how it's used in some of those other verses where it comes up, it comes up a couple times in Nehemiah chapter 9. It comes up in Psalm 78. Psalm 78 is interesting because he's full of compassion. He's mm-hmm. full of mercy. And it's interesting for us to think about because God doesn't desire to be merciful. You talked about this last week, Tim. He doesn't desire to be merciful. He is merciful. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's, that's who God is. Yeah. This isn't an action that he's provoked to put forward. Right. It's who God is. Takes a little bit to kind of wrap our minds around that as as we look through this, but it makes up his very character. God is compassionate. God is merciful. Full stop. And that's the leading attribute of God. I think it's interesting to think about why that is the very first one and, and how that we can try to manifest the very same type of attribute or character in our own lives as well. Right, right. And to look at God like that, because sometimes we can see God as austere, as our master or something mm-hmm. that we might anger God and there'll be this judgment. But just to grow and develop in this deeper knowledge of God and knowing that he is compassionate and merciful mm-hmm. is... Mm-hmm. So helpful in our lives and how we have to show that aspect as well. How are we going to do that? Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, it leads right into the very next attribute that's put forward that God was gracious. Yeah. Merciful and gracious. They're kind of the same, aren't they? Or are they, how are they different? Yeah. It's interesting when you look into it because gracious, it carries this idea of stooping down. Mm. And you just think of the imagery, right? You close your eyes and as soon as someone says stooping down, it's hard not to think of helping someone. (laughs) Right? So you're talking about God here, though, stooping down to help someone. Yeah, to give someone assistance, to help someone in need. And what's interesting is you go through, once again, you just trace the way that this word is used. And it's linked to this word, mercy. They're linked together throughout the Bible. 
God puts merciful and gracious consistently together. In 2 Chronicles 30, verse 9, it talks about this graciousness of God. But there's actually a conditional aspect of it. Because it says there that God will be gracious to you if you return unto him. Mm. So this is interesting because now, of, of course, you see that there's this graciousness of God. We need God. We wouldn't say anything otherwise. We need God in our lives. And so if that's the case, and it is, then what this attribute of God reveals to us is that when God stoops down to us to help us, the one with strength stoops down to the one in weakness, we have to recognize our position of weakness. Right. We have to recognize that we need God. We require God. We require this graciousness that he's offering to us. And so we have to return to him. We have to do something to accept that. And so I think God asks of, of many of us just to turn to him, recognize who he is, understand the character and the attributes that he's put forward here in Exodus 34 and verse 6. And, you know, these two are linked together. And so I think, again, it, it forces us to just consider in our own lives, right, this aspect of graciousness that we're trying to put forward, this mercy, this grace that God has extended and is now through this principle of God manifestation is requiring of those that would look to follow after him. It's a beautiful word oh, yeah. when you look into it. And yeah. it's, it's an awesome idea to think through of just what God is doing and what he's actually extending to us, stooping down to try to assist those in need, the one with strength, which is where God is. And here's Moses in the cleft of a rock, seemingly helpless, and he's understanding all of this, what God can do. It's an amazing picture to yeah, think about. Yeah, I mean, you see grace so prominent in the New Testament, but it's not surprising to see it here because this mm. is a very start. This is God saying, this This is who I am. I am yeah. gracious. And yeah. I, it really reflects in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we yeah. saw from the last podcast. Yeah. I mean, you can keep going just to look through these. They're, they're incredible on their own. That's what I love. Yeah. I love about this passage. You can just kind of, you know, look at every one individually and then come back to see the full picture and, and to understand the character and the attributes of God. Because the next one you have, so it's a, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger. In other translations, you'll see long suffering. Right. And this one's amazing to look into, just to take a look into the Hebrew, because it's made of these two Hebrew words, two Hebrew words that are kind of mashed together to create this long suffering. And what's really neat about it is it means long or nose nostril. <laughs> I, you laugh, and it, it is funny to look into, but what it carries the idea of is, is this breathing in passion. It's like rapid, okay. like... I hope they can pick that up to the microphone, but it, <laughs> it forces you to understand. We've probably, many of us have experienced that, that yeah, moment oh yeah, when yeah, something yeah. happens and you have to just slow yourself down to breathe in. Yeah. The anger comes in. Yeah. You say it to your children your, at times, Your nostrils right? flare. Just yeah. breathe. Just <laughs> breathe. And again, this is something, this is just, this is what God is. We force ourselves to take that deep breath. Yeah. We're very quick to yeah, that anger. He's saying, I'm slow to that. Anger. Yeah. This is an attribute of the father. He's slow to anger. It forces you to kind of read that a little bit, you know, elongate the word a little bit to understand how this is the way that God is. We're so thankful that this is who God is yeah. at times in our lives, but he's not easily irritated. God is patient. Yeah. And you see that come out throughout uh, yeah. throughout the word of God. If that wasn't the case, none of us would survive, would it? Mm. Yeah. God is long-suffering, patient. Second Peter 3.9. Yeah. That's what you just quoted. It's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing point to look through 
you know, and how thankful we are of this attribute and how thankful we are that it can be applied to us, right? Second mm-hmm. Peter 3, verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, but he is long-suffering to us, word. So it now applies to us. If we can take on this character, if we can take on these attributes of God, guess what? This character can be applied to you and I. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing thing to think through as well. These characteristics of God are just incredible on their own, let alone when you put it all together to see the power of God and the glory that Moses was understanding here as he stood on this rock with us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> now, I notice the next two, it starts with the word abounding. Mm. Like the last two are even more. There's something really special about these next two. Mm. Uh, I have steadfast love and faithfulness in the mm. ESV. That steadfast love is similar to like compassion and grace. And how, yeah. do, how do you see that one? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's goodness and truth in, in other translations. And this idea of, as you mentioned, this you know abounding, this abundance of something, it carries the idea of multiplying. Mm. Of just like a basket overflowing. Right. And in God, this is just overflowing from the Father. And, you know, when it says there that he's abundant in steadfast love, in this goodness, it's acts of kindness. It's this idea of bowing the neck. So again, we start to just get a a representation of how this can manifest itself. There's a number of phenomenal verses that we could turn to here. Micah 6 verse 8 It says, he hath told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness. That's that same word. There's our Mm -hmm. Hebrew word. And to walk humbly with thy God. And so you see, you know, we're to love mercy. We're to love kindness. It's the very same Hebrew word. We are to love this, it says. It's to be abundant, abounding, overflowing in us. This is something that we're to love. And now, Micah 7, verse 18, Who is a God like unto thee that pardons iniquity, passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retains not his anger forever. Why? Because he delights in mercy, in this love. That's the same word, yeah. And it's just incredible. How is it that God puts aside anger? How does he do it? Well, he delights in mercy, in goodness, in acts of kindness. What an amazing thing to think about something we can really struggle with in our own lives. It just, it's abounding in our Heavenly Father. It's just always there. When we love mercy, when we can put forward this steadfast love and this faithfulness that is put forward to Moses here in verse 6 of Exodus 34, when we manifest the character of God in the very same way in His goodness, then we should be looking for those opportunities to show kindness. It's abounding in God. Yeah. It needs to abound in each of us. We should be forgiving. It's something that we initiate. You know, it's easy, isn't it, to take the forgiveness that's offered by God and to say, thank you very much, like a present, right? Kids right, that receive right. a present, thank you very much, and off you go. <laughs> it's it's a bit harder, and we can forget sometimes to be kind and to forgive others. And yet this is the character that God puts forward as Moses is standing. What an amazing experience. And here it is for us to uh, to read and to benefit from now. Just a little variation between translations. I do like how the ESV translates it as steadfast mm-hmm. love. Because when I've looked at that word, I think it's a Hebrew word, chesed, right? It does have this idea of steadfastness behind it, almost like a, a covenant. Mm-hmm. And we know our God is a God of covenants, right? That he keeps his promises. 
And he's always steadfast in that. Like it's unwavering, Mm -hmm. right? This one aspect of that, he will love us no matter what consistently. And Mm -hmm. and he's going to keep at it Mm because he's made a covenant. So there's that steadfast love. And then there's the faithfulness of God. In Mm -hmm. other translations, it it has that as truth. Mm -hmm. And there's this kind of balance in God's ways. We've emphasized really the love of God that really comes through in his name. But it's interesting in the next verse, he doesn't want Moses to misunderstand his ways. He says, he keeps steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. So there's a balance here because God's saying, I'm going to bring judgment. Mm. I'm a God of truth. I'm a God of faithfulness. I'm expecting judgment and justice in your life Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. God perfectly manifests to me this balance between mercy and truth. And you see this all throughout Scripture, these two things mentioned together of loving kindness and faithfulness or mercy and truth. And it's just interesting because when you think of mercy, mercy is the forgiveness of things that are wrong, and truth is that which is right, and God is just. Yeah. You know, And when you look at the, the cross of Christ, there is this mercy and truth actually in it. God is expressing his love, but he's also expressing the truth of what man deserves. Mm-hmm. And that we have to crucify ourselves. And when we do that, God can now be justified and he can turn to us and give us grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful balance in God's qualities Mm -hmm. about who he is. Mm -hmm. He's just not all love or mercy and he's just not all truth and judgment. It's a perfect balance of all this. And and the Lord Jesus Christ was too in everything he did. And that's Mm -hmm. how he he perfectly manifested the Father. Mm I was going to add there as well, Tim. I mean, it's interesting. You, you bring up the balance. You know, we, we won't jump into it. I'll say perhaps something our listeners can chase down themselves. But the goodness and severity of God. Yeah, that's another one. There's the balance, and you'll see it come out throughout the Bible. Yeah. That balance of goodness, severity, goodness, severity. And so it's, it is interesting. You see it here, right? Exodus 34, 6, and 7, and then it's repeated throughout the Bible. It's, it's consistent. There's this balance of God. Can I do a quick aside? I've actually yeah. Bible marked these qualities of God in my Bible. Mm. I numbered them one through five and then color coded them in just one color. But then I colored everywhere else yeah. they're used yeah. in scripture. And it, it just lights up all over the place, especially in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful little Bible marking exercise, just, just as an aside. There. Well, it's interesting, right? Because that's you looking through these verses motivated you to do something about it. Yeah. How was Moses motivated in this, Tim? <laughs> you, know, you come back to Exodus 34. What did Moses do? Oh, yeah. When he heard it, like, uh, this is amazing. In verse 8, he says, And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. Hmm. It's like he got his answer. You know, we were talking about this, how he kept questioning, wanting to see God's ways and his glory. And as soon as he heard this, instantly he knew how important this was yeah. that he just fell flat on his face and worshiped before God because he realized that God had revealed something so important mm. for Moses to understand about God. 
Moses never forgot this. Yeah. Now, an example of this is in Numbers chapter 14. It comes up later, much later, like Exodus 34. It's the beginning of the wilderness wanderings, right? And they're 40 years in the wilderness. And as they're about to enter the land, there's spies that go forth, and these spies bring back a bad report saying, we're not going to be able to take the land that God has promised. And because of that, God sees their unbelief, how faithless they were that he could actually give them that land. And God's going to destroy him for that unbelief. And Moses steps in as this intercessor, as he often does. He is this great example of an intercessor, like the Lord Jesus Christ. And he intercedes in an amazing way. And at the end of it all, in verse, this is Numbers 14, verse 17, he, now, he pleads with God again. He says, and now please let the power of the Lord be great as you have promised, saying, the Lord is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation. Please pardon the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of your steadfast love, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt until now. You see how Moses uses that? You can see the echo. You know where he's getting this from. Yeah, He's getting that from Exodus 34. God revealed this to him. He's He's using God's own words in pleading with him. And Moses realizes in verse 17, he says, please let the power of the Lord be great as you have promised. It's amazing how Moses sees this as a power. These are qualities, right? This is steadfast love and forgiveness and everything. But with God, this is so powerful because it is who God is, Mm -hmm. right? And Moses uses this to say, I, I know you. I know you're a God of forgiveness. You know what? God hears him because God knows Moses and Moses knows God, right? And that's why he is such a great intercessor. Mm-hmm. And so in verse 20, it says, And the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. And he's pardoned to his word because this is actually the will of God. Mm-hmm. But, and there's verse 21, God says, but truly as I live and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. And then he goes on to say, none of these men will come into the promised mm-hmm. land. Right. And there's the very purpose of God there in verse 21. That's such an important verse because it mentions that he's going to fill the earth with his glory. You just think about that relating back to Exodus 33, right? Because mm-hmm. Moses has said, please, God, show me your glory. And God says, okay, I'm going to let all my goodness pass before you. I'm going to proclaim my name. The name is these qualities that we've talked about. He's merciful, gracious, mm-hmm. slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And it's these qualities that God says are his glory, they're the things of his name. Hmm. And it's those things that God is going to fill the earth with. 
Like, well, how's he going to do that? Hmm. He's only going to do it with people who manifest those same qualities, right? Wow. Oh, that's amazing when you kind of piece it together that way. Because then you have, you had Exodus 3 yeah. with the name of God. Yeah. You had Exodus 33, 34 with the character and the attributes of God. And now you come all the way forward to Numbers 14 to the very purpose of God. <laughs> yeah. And it's all tied in together to what you just said. We can now be part of that. We can. To yeah. those that manifest the character, the attributes of God. Yeah. And that's why God is taking out of the Gentiles a people for his name. That's mm-hmm. our calling. Yeah. Our calling is to manifest God, to manifest these qualities. If we can, if we can find that same favor that Moses looked for, if we can find that same grace in the eyes of God by knowing him, then we'll be in his kingdom. We'll be part of that kingdom. We'll be set up on the earth when the earth will be filled with his glory. Wonderful promises. Thank you so much, Stephen. I'm just over the moon about this subject. Excellent section. Yeah, thanks again, Tim. All right. Bye-bye. Podcasts are great, but it's even better studying the Bible with friends. We're doing something new this season by using Zoom to have online Bible studies. If you're interested in joining us, then go to our website at EssentialBibleStudies.org to see the times and how you can register and join us. We're giving away some free Essential Bible Study Media Kits. What's a media kit? Well, we're going to send you a little packet filled with business cards, stickers, and bookmarks. It's a really cool way to share the podcast with others. All you have to do is send us your mailing address using our website contact form or direct message us on Instagram or Facebook. Essential Bible Studies is brought to you by the Book Road Christadelphian Ecclesia, just up the Niagara Escarpment from the shores of Lake Ontario. Until next time, my dear friends, may God help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen.